Game Boys. Hey there, Internet, and welcome back to the Game Boy. <laughs> podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host. On that one. Yep. <laughs> I'm your host. With me, as always, is. Oh, sorry. I'm your host, Lux, and with me, as always, he's playing in cinematic mode. No matter how many horses he kills, it's Griffin Davis. Uh, yeah, it, it is great. Uh, cinematic mode's okay. I do fear for my horse, though. Me and my horse have a bond, and I hate seeing horses get hurt in movies or TV. I don't know about you, Lux, but... Um, I mean, you know, I have my fear about the horse uprising. That's something that we've actually talked about before, but... <laughs> so you're like, take that, horses. Yeah, I'm, you know, we're fighting the good fight. I've only played a little bit of Red Dead. I got to play it for like an hour. You um, bought it. I didn't buy it yet. Okay, oh. well, here's why I didn't buy it, and this we should talk about. So... Last week, I talked about my 99 gig problem. That is a tiny problem in comparison to this new one, which is that a man named Salamir Z is trying to hack my PSN account. And he's made it so that uh, my Salamar Z, the ultimate villain name. So first, they changed the email associated with my account, and I changed it back to mine. And then they changed the name from Mike Luxemburg to Salamir Z. And I changed that back. And that, then they made it so that my PlayStation is not my primary PS4. So any games that I buy, only I can play on there. So Patrick and Burke don't want me to buy Red Dead on our PS4 because then they can't play it because they can't use it on my account. It's all because of Salamir Z. So what stage of this debacle are you at now? Like I am, I'm working with, the Playsta- with PlayStation and Sony customer service to get this dude out of my account and fix all my shit. Salamar Z. Yeah, Salamar Z is fucking up all of my shit. That is my new character name for any video game I play now. (laughs) Uh, But I got to to play like an hour of it and it looks gorgeous. It is weird how they somehow pull off and we'll talk about this more later, teaser, but we're going to talk a little bit about Red Dead in depth later. It's where they can pull off that like even the boring things about the Old West are cool in a video game. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have to get all into that. And we have a very special guest uh, that I'm excited about that, that he came on this week uh, because he also has been playing a Red Dead. So this is going to be a little bit of a early, early sneak peek Red Dead, you know, early thoughts on, on it. We're not going to do spoilers, uh, but we should get right into it and introduce our guest. He's a very funny comedian. He's a sketch comedian. You can see him on Patsy at the Pack Theater every first Sunday now. Uh, Brian Sion, welcome to Game Boys. Hello. Thanks Yo. for thanks for coming. Thanks for trying oh, on down here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, thoughts about the horse uprising? I actually have thoughts about the horse yeah. uprising. Okay. So I agree with you. Like uh, you guys, saw, I don't. I didn't see the movie actually. Uh, did you guys saw the Planet of the Apes movie? The last oh, yeah. Planet of the oh, Apes yeah. movie. Okay. I always thought it was like super messed up that the that the apes rode horses. Rode horses. Yep. Because then. <laughs> what do the horses like think about all of this like they're like finally animals are taking over and they're like no <laughs> you're still horses <laughs> yeah, you still we have still rock on four legs that's the big difference here now if the horses could do sign language i think maybe that would have changed things i mean they can stomp yet once for yes and twice for no now, i was a little confused with the lore now with with those movies because i kind of watched them sporadically like are all the apes smarter now and was there some weird there's like a science experiment that happened yeah and it created a virus that then infects apes and makes them smart but there's like a gradient of (laughs) like smartness that the apes get like some of them get like full-on like 
I can tell I can do everything. And some of them are like, I'm smart, but still kind of just a dumb animal. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was odd for me about the series. It's like make them all smart or not, right? Yeah, smart or not. (laughs) That's the question I want this movies to answer. I want my apes either to be geniuses or I want them to be ding dong idiots and nothing in between. Smart or not? I want to think. You know, we've been playing RDR two. Is this game good or not? You know what's? um, It's a complicated question. It's tough because I'm like. Man, maybe five hours in, and yeah. it's still teaching me stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't even know what I still have to see. Yeah, and I'm about you know eight hours in, and I'm still scraping the surface of like all of the mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many. I played uh, an hour on my friend's game, who's pretty far, and I thought it was cool, but very confusing because I didn't. Oh, have so any you tutorials. saw an hour in, so you saw a cutscene, and then you. Like, <laughs> my friend, no, my friend already X. played, so I was like in oh, there. I was okay. in their game, just like riding okay. around, like looking at stuff. I think yeah, big big first impression is it's the prettiest game I've ever played by far. I mean, obviously there's other types of artwork that are pretty in their own right, but just on a graphical like density, just sheer wow factor, it's the prettiest game I've ever played by like leagues. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as like games that like try to do like graphical realism, it's like yeah. the most effective version of that. Like there are games I think are prettier that are doing like weird style things like cartoony mm-hmm. shit or whatever. Or like Persona 5 last week. Yeah, was, like, for sure. A game like that. Yeah, totally. But for games that are like trying to be like, it's real and you're in the world and like this is the real world, it's like nothing's even close. Yeah. Uh, and, and like because it looks so good, that's like how they get away with slowing it down. Because it's it's like it's part of the it's like if it didn't look that good, it would be annoying to like pick up three carrots slowly. But because it looks so damn good and that carrot looks so real and he opens his satchel and he puts it in it like all these tiny little things like it's like. I, I've never picked carrots in a game before and been stoked about it. But just like watching that was so cool. Here's the thing, though. What I'm worried about mm-hmm. being early in, I'm like, that's impressive. Yeah. But However, hour 60, hour 60, yeah, I just like, awful. just I want to I wish I could just have the video game thing where all the carrots just come to me in a, like <laughs> in a certain feet radius. Sure, 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 you know sure, what sure. I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know how that's quick hint for anyone pl- plucking carrots in RDR2. If you hold down triangle or square, it'll just keep moving along to the next one. Ooh, that's, that's the same with looting bodies, too. You hold down triangle, you just move from body to body, looting them all. Oh, that is helpful. That is very helpful. Which is a time saver for all you RDR2 players early in the game. For all you RDR speedrunners. One other thing, because we, we don't want to talk too much about um, story spoilers with this game, because I think the story is good. I think it's more grounded than the GTA games. I think like the GTA games are like trying to be like a full out satire of like America. And this is trying to like really play just like in the cowboy world tropes. And it's like a little more muted, I think. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gotten into the the text of this one. The first one is a pretty cool satire thing going on too, but like this one does feel yeah. a little bit more like cowboy movie. Right. Um, but I'm just struggling, like, especially in, in like w- with games now and morality and stuff, I'm just like struggling with some of these missions and like, is my character a good guy or not? Cause I'm playing him as a good guy, but also like I did a mission where it's like, I'm not going to describe what happened, but like we shot up an entire town. Uh, yeah. And just like when the game looks that good and like, I'm like blowing people away, like, it was easier to like remove yourself from it when I was playing like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas or Vice City where they're all like blocky characters. But like something about the realism now, like bummed me the hell out when I shot up this town. Yeah, it's like you, you can see the tears streaming <laughs> yeah. down the faces of the people you're yes. going to kill. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I don't know. Like, 
Yeah, I would say like this is like just a vague stuff. Like there's and it happens in the other Red Dead, the other Red Dead and GTA stuff. Sometimes they're like, "Do you want to kill this guy or not?" Right. And then I would never kill anybody, mm-hmm. but I'm like, would this guy do it? And if he would, wouldn't it? service the story if i just did what he did right because because it's weird he says stuff i would never say Mm -hmm. so but i can control what he does sure 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 like sometimes like i'll save a guy and then a cutscene will happen between him and that guy and he literally will say arthur would be like you know i would have killed you if i had the chance and i was like oh am i like possessing this man who doesn't want like he wants to kill people so badly <laughs> you're like holding him back you're holding him back from being his true self yeah and there's basically. like there's like another mission where you have to go and beat down poor farmers uh oh. and and just like something about it is just like like what side of this am i supposed to be on yeah, I mean, yeah. that was always the thing with the first one right like the first one was all about like this whole like was the West really cool? Is like civilization worth it? If the cost is like killing all these natives and like having all these bad people get all the stuff they want or whatever. But then uh, this one, it's like, I feel like it's pushing that direction too, but the people like you say, feel so real that like, it doesn't feel like a intellectual investigation to these themes. It feels like way too raw. And it's like, okay, I can think about this, this good or bad, but this just makes me like feel sad. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a much times. different emotional framework. So, so we'll see like, and maybe like there's a point to all of this and maybe they do have something to say with like this intensity that like could be, you know, maybe they'll stick the landing on it. I'm only like five to eight hours in. The other thing I want to talk about that really stood out to me is these little moments that happen as you're just riding around. Uh, if you're like on your way to a town or something, there's these little white dots that appear on the map as you're driving, as you're riding by. And, uh, they're basically like people that need your help in some way. Like sometimes like it's something as simple as like a snake bit them and you like literally suck the venom out of their leg and then like set them off on the road. Or like one lady's like horse died and like crushed her. So you had to like help lift the horse off of her and then like ride her back into town. And like these kind of like things can boost your morality and stuff like that uh but there's like all these little interesting like mini story moments that just like happened organically in the world like (laughs) i was uh i was uh running down the road and this dude was like riding on a horse and there's a woman tied up on the back of it and she was like screaming like help help and i like rode up to him and like targeted him and i was like what are you doing partner and he's like get the fuck out of my way so i like shot him off the horse then the horse freaked out and started running down the road with the woman still on it oh man and then the woman's like help like get me off this horse like reacting to that and now i'm like running after this horse through the forest trying to get this woman off her and it was like this whole little kind of like almost set piece that just like happened organically like on the side of the road that is i'm I'm great that's that's nuts yeah. Right. Like that is one of my favorite kinds of things. But that also feels like that just goes back to this whole thing where like it's so intense. Yeah. It's so it's intense. intense. It's like overwhelming sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting, though, uh, when they release Red Dead Online next month. That's like what I, now I'm like what I'm the most curious about. Because it's like are they like I've heard rumors they're going to separate it or like handle it like morality style. Like you kind of play either like white hat or black hat. Uh, and I'm curious, like, what would you guys play? Oh, I've, I'm such a little sweet Catholic boy angel. <laughs> I was raised Catholic. Um, so I just feel so guilty so, being so be bad. bad <laughs> yeah, I'll be a real bad boy. I'll smoke cigarettes and I'll drink <laughs> alcohol and stuff. Hey, the cigarettes increase your dead eye. That's true. Hell yeah. That is- <laughs> 
They make my, I'm better at shooting guns when I'm smoking cigs. Right. That's yeah. why I'm always so good at shooting guns. Yeah. However, you won't be able to climb mountains. This is give and take. <laughs> there is. There it's there very is. complicated. But yeah, the game is complicated. And like, I think that this kind of game could only exist from like one of the top developers. Cause like, I don't think people would trust. Like, there's a lot of trust that goes into this game, I think. Like, like trust that, like, your time is going to be worth it and stuff. And, like, I don't know. It takes a lot of ego to, like, slow a game down this much. Uh, like, yeah. I think only so only a company like Rockstar could really have, like, the kind of swagger to try and do something like that. Yeah, no, you need to have something established. Like, the same with, like, we talked about this on the, the God of War episode. Like, that game took so many risks, changing the yeah. format and doing all this different stuff. And you have to have so much cachet and have so much like audience trust to pull that off without everyone freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And this game feels like they're doing that, having that kind of confidence in the same kind of way. Yeah, because I dope. play so many games that I just like I fly through the game and it's like beautiful, but I'm just like running past all of it. And this game like, really makes you slow down and like take in each part. So we'll see. And you got any last thoughts about RDR2 before we get into uh, your, your next thing? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, they really make I was just thinking they make you really slow down because if you work your horse too hard, it will just kick you off like yeah, the game is like wants you so hard to That's look like, at everything I my horse i just hate horse violence and the horse violence in this game is brutal like i've never seen a horse crash this hard that's why it's rated m it's for, for horse, horse violence, violence only yeah <laughs> yeah it's tough sometimes i'll be running and i'll crash into like a, a cart and like my horse will just crumple i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> This is a this is good to show how dumb I am. Every every time a horse falls down, I was like, how does it get back up again without, you know, Dude, hand? like I don't understand. Like I asked the same question. But how? <laughs> how how do that? Do you, can can horses sit? I don't believe so. Wow. Like do, do you have to carry a, if a horse falls, is it like a turtle on its back? Uh, then I guess the horses have always been on an uprising. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good well, point. that's RDR two thoughts. Uh, we'll be obviously. Uh, there's a lot to think about this game, and I'll de- we'll definitely be talking about it more in the podcast uh, as the weeks continue. Uh, so uh, tweet at us or put, uh, talk on Instagram about your thoughts, your first impressions with the game. Game boys would love to chat more about RDR two, and uh, maybe we'll all get together with the Game Boys fan club and play some Red Dead Online when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, we'll be some white hat or black hat. Who knows what we'll do. But, Brian, you have brought on something incredible. We like to talk about uh, guests' history with video games, and you've brought on a document. Would you like to explain that? We usually get artifacts, but this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, when I was a child, um, basically, video games were like the only thing I identified with. Okay, yeah. It was just like my personality. I feel like when you're a kid... You just you just want to be something. Oh, You're like, what am I? Need a category. Yeah, yeah. and then um, <laughs> my parents important. got me a Nintendo sixty four in what, like kindergarten, and then that just was, that was just my thing. Yeah, I was like the kid who loved Nintendo. So. Uh, for whatever, for some sick reason, when you're in school, like your teachers ask you for what your opinions are on things. Uh-huh. And then my only opinion was like Nintendo rules. <laughs> <laughs> like, God bless, like all the teachers we had, like, because, OK, so one of the things I had was in a, we had to write an opinion essay. <laughs> and if you ask a like a 10 year old what their opinion is, they're going to be like Nintendo rules, Yu-Gi-Oh rocks. Yeah. And just like SpongeBob's the funniest guy in the world. <laughs> so uh, I can't imagine my, yeah. my, my teacher had to read like 30 of these 
And uh, so I wrote. Yeah, the teachers are kind of setting themselves up there yeah. for, for some yeah. bad essays. They set no a trap for themselves and they <laughs> fell right into it. No, yeah, like no kid's going to have like an interesting opinion on like French cinema. You're going to get a lot of these. Uh, but yeah, you have one right here that I, that I wanted you to I wanted you to read. It's called uh, it's titled Nintendo Opinion Essay. Yeah, by Brian Inseung. I would say there's no date on this one, but I think it's like 2003, 2004. So I was like nine or ten. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to read the whole thing? I, I want you. To, well, I may cut you off. We'll see. Oh, feel free to cut me off. <laughs> this is uh, there's a right for the mocking. So picture little me, a little chubbier. <laughs> Some of these sentences are really glasses. Cool. Okay. So uh, Nintendo has been around for as long as gaming has been around. <laughs> Like already bold that's, statement. That's not, like, like, not repetitive words. <laughs> so not technically true, yeah, because like cards were a thing a Ch- long time chess. ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, chess, throwing sticks. <laughs> so bold already. Boomerangs. Um, they have revolutionized the gaming industry and influenced the greatest game designers to go to the industry. Also, um. <laughs> I didn't really know what commas were, I think. So I'm going to read these like very, the pacing's going to be off. Okay, so you may know Nintendo for various reasons, like characters that everyone knows, like Mario, Donkey Kong, and Link. Assuming the reader knows. Everyone knows these. That's what (laughs) I'm assuming. It's every single person. Their games and systems are also very great. Just a little tag. And then. This is my favorite next sentence to start with. Let us see one of Nintendo's greatest systems, the Game Boy. Now, I love the phrase that sentence because it's like it's as if you are showing up. Like, yeah, this, this is like a script for like your like right. a sales. This pitch. is like yeah. your tour guide at the Nintendo factory. Yeah. We and are now approaching the Game Boy on your left. <laughs> Let us feast our eyes upon this arcane relic. <laughs> like truly, I felt like a, a like a historian. But uh, yeah, do you want me to keep going? I, I'm looking at some highlights. I know you out now. End this. Nintendo has changed the world of gaming as we know it. If it wasn't for the gaming as we know it, <laughs> that's a sentence. If it wasn't yeah. for the gaming, wouldn't be what it is today. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't want to be a game maker or even a gamer. People always like games that are mature, such as Halo. But it doesn't matter about maturity; just the quality and fun of the games. Hell yeah. And the teacher graded it a 25 out of 25. Boom. <laughs> a student. Which I think is a bold uh, a bold grade. It's a bold grade. <laughs> given the fact that in the last paragraph, I say gaming as we know it, gaming as we know it. <laughs> yeah, you just, you, I think <laughs> in you one sentence. Repeat, yeah, a sentence about three times as your final thought. That's what I don't understand about being a teacher. Like, okay, it's like, all right, he's... He's nine. <laughs> we're not going to just, we're not going to ruin him. Yeah, I guess it's all about support. I guess, but doesn't that just support uh, mediocrity <laughs> by giving me a 25 out of 25? Oh, man. Well, that's great. But so you have always been a Nintendo head, uh, but have you branched out now oh. as an adult? Like- Here- yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So this last sentence. Yeah, is it was like, kind of a hit on Halo. A little shots fired. Shots so fired I said Halo. like. Yeah, no, making a clear aesthetic choice. Okay, because here's the thing. I was a Nintendo kid, like from Nintendo 64. Uh, then I had GameCube. I had a DS. I had a Game Boy and a Game Boy Advance. And then all my friends got Xboxes and mm. Playstations. I remember that transition. And I stuck, to, <laughs> I stuck to my guns. Like back to what I was saying, is like Ooh, okay. you, you want to be, you identify as something. Sure, so sure, then sure, I was sure. just like, I'm going to put this in typing 
Guy, yeah. y'all, yeah. Nintendo rules. Put it in stuff. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So I was basically just jealous. Like, everyone's having such a fun time with Halo and Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And uh, I, I, was play, I was playing my little boy games mm-hmm. with, like, their little fun characters. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I had to prove myself. So I wrote this paper. So mm-hmm. to prove myself, I wrote a English paper. Huh. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, uh, like, all the cool kids started getting Xbox 360, and, like, all of a sudden, I needed to have one. Because, like, apparently, like, that was what the cool kids were playing now. Like, not GameCube. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we had to make the transition, too. Did you see that transition ever? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. We Well, we switched to PlayStation 2 a little bit earlier, but we originally weren't going to get anything, you know, for that generation. And then I was like, Dad, Ooh. everyone's got a PlayStation 2. We got to make yeah. it happen. And, and they're then he playing was, DVDs. Come on. I was like, come on. They're playing DVDs. Look at all these games. Like, I don't know the names of because they're uh, Japanese imports and I'm 11. But you love them, right? And he was like, I do love them. <laughs> yeah. The kids are downloading like softcore porn on their Vitas. Right. <laughs> that was like a, not the Vita. Oh. What was the thing? The oh. PSP. The yeah, PSP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could do that on the PSP. That was a debacle. That was all the, it, all yeah, the kids Yeah. I was a teacher's assistant at a, at a school in New York. Uh, and that was a huge problem uh, for the kids there. Like they would always have their PS Vitas and their PSPs like and they'd have like dirty shit on them. Yeah. yeah remember, U- remember UMDs? Oh yeah. Those were the PSP DVDs, Those right? Those were the PSP DVDs. <laughs> it really rolls up. The PSP DVDs called UMDs. Yeah, why didn't that? Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Why didn't that take off? I do love tiny things though. That's why I love the Switch cartridges. Oh, have like, you tasted one yet? No, no. Is it is it good? Have you not taste? Do you guys, uh, Lux? Do you know about the the Switch cartridges? No, I didn't know there they, was a tasting component. <laughs> no, here's the thing: they taste especially bitter, so kids won't eat them. Really? Yeah. So give one a lick. Okay, we're gonna do it right now. Oh, you want to do it? You want to give uh give one a lick? Okay. Should I? You so, want me to go get? Should I get one also? Yeah, you should get one too, Lux. Okay, I'll go get one. One sec. I'm gonna I'm gonna should I taste an old one or uh, hmm. a new one? Uh, I mean, they're probably gonna taste the same amount of bitter. I'm gonna taste the fresh new Super Mario. Party. Mm, yours might be extra toxic because your Mario Party's been sitting in your Switch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> perfect, perfect. But yeah, they're they're supposed to have like a little bitter coating, so kids don't swallow. I'll send it. this. I'll send this. Uh, this episode of the podcast to my cancer doctor. Mm. <laughs> All right, Griff. What are you tasting? I'm tasting uh, today. I'm tasting um, <laughs> Super Mario Party uh, because it's 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 fresh, new. You know. It's only been around for like a week or two. Word, I've got like a year-aged Zelda Breath of the Wild over Very here. Oh, vintage. I hear Ooh, it, yeah, it, it ages like a, well in the 20, Switch. 2017, yeah. a good year. Yeah, and, and, I'll, and I'll be pairing it with some sparkling rosé. Um, okay, so should I be tasting it on the circuit board or on the on the cover part? Or do, I put the whole, do you put the whole thing in your mouth and will it break the game if I do that? Uh, I don't know. I think you just give it a lick. I give mean, lick. if you don't notice it, you don't notice it. Or, I mean, or just put the okay, whole thing in your mouth. Part of any tasting is first you have to wet your mouth with something to cleanse your palate. Uh, I got my glass of water over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds like a palate. Um, and I'm so rude. Should I offer one to you? Or would you like to try this? I didn't want to. I don't want to lick you, your Switch You games. don't want to lick my Switch game? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Lex, let's do this. All right. Oh, God. Oh, that tastes so bad. Oh, my. Oh. Right? What? Oh, what? Yeah. So oh, my. That was terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Wow. Not a good. T- That's. It's all true. I, don't lick your That's... Switch cartridges. Yeah, They're but gross. now you don't want to swallow them, right? Oh, my God. It's still my top. Oh. Yeah, no, I still taste it. That is prohibitive. That's good game making. Oh, my. 
Wow. Yeah, that's why they revolutionized the industry. These. That was in my mouth for like a split second, and I was immediately repulsed. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, is this going to work when I put it in my mouth? And then it instantly like coated my tongue in like darkness, like yeah, evil. It was a truly awful taste. Oh my God. Well, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Who knew? It's, yeah. uh, see, that's why you go to the Game Boys for firsthand news. <laughs> yeah, we'll check your facts. Uh, uh, but, we shouldn't, uh, shouldn't put in our mouths. I think it's enough time uh, of this weird tasting thing, and to get to a much weirder thing uh, the game that you've picked today oh yeah i'm very excited about this pick uh and i have a lot of questions but first i think we need to get a little bit of history about this game i'm so excited for this i listened to the podcast so <laughs> i'm super stoked for this <laughs> goichi suda moved to tokyo when he was 18 with dreams of being a video game developer while applying to game publishers suda worked as an undertaker preparing dead bodies for burial or cremation and making arrangements for funerals his first job in gaming began at Human Entertainment, known for the world-famous series Fire Pro Wrestling, and then eventually founded his own studio, Grasshopper Manufacture, in 1997. A series of small successes for the company culminated in a big hit, Killer7, the 2005 action-adventure video game for the GameCube and PlayStation 2. The follow-up game was initially planned as an Xbox 360 game, until Suda was shown the unique control structure of the Wii Remote, and its potential for sword-like combat. Suda began to create one of the strangest titles to ever release on the Wii. The game follows Travis Touchdown, a fan of video games and anime that wins a beam katana in an auction, from which he inadvertently becomes involved in the United Assassins Association and forced to kill assassins higher in rank to prevent other assassins from targeting him. The game was littered with pop culture references, with Travis designed to be a likeness of Johnny Knoxville meets Josh Barnett the Wrestler, and Travis's sword beam was inspired from the power of the Schwartz from Mel Brooks's Spaceballs. The game released with low sales and felt like a total outcast on a system designed for casual, family-friendly games, but over time a cult following grew, and it's heralded today as one of the best games for the Nintendo Wii. Today on Game Boys, we're slicing and dicing with No More Heroes. That was beautiful. Do people clap after you they do those? Clap. They usually, they typically <laughs> clap. Yeah, typically, that's a clap. Yeah. My <laughs> goodness. Typically, they clap. Um, That was very so, good, dude. Um, these, This game, wow. I'm excited. This game is uh, bonkers. <laughs> it's it's insane. Have you guys, yeah, you guys haven't played it before? I, I played it, I played it on the Wii a little bit. I didn't beat it, but I played it some, and then I tried to emulate it today, and it, it was kind of a, a mess. I have played Killer7. And I played Killer7. I played Killer7, and I have watched all of the boss battles to this game, and a lot of the first half of the game. Yeah, the, the boss battles are the real meat and potatoes. Okay. It's really like why you sort of, like, cigar. Yeah, it's, well, so, sort of a, it's sort of like a Shadow of the colossus in that way. It is a little structured like that. Yeah. Before we get to the specifics about the game, why, why, why did you want to bring it on Game Boys today? Okay, so this kind of goes back to that Halo disc I had. I was, I was, I was, at this time, this game came out 2007, so I was 13. Mm -hmm. I was so thirsty for that rated M content. I wanted it so bad, and I only had this dumb Wii. I was like, I was playing, like, by the time this game came out, it's like Super Mario Galaxy came out, and like Twilight Princess kind of sucked. Mm hmm. And then that was like basically the two games for the Wii, yeah, Smash Brothers, and then everyone's playing all these sick rad games like Grand Theft Auto, and I, I was just like, 
you know, sitting on my hands. And then I saw this on Nintendo Power because the real dork. It was like on the, they gave it the cover. Oh yeah, all right. Is Nintendo Power still a thing or is it R.I.P.? No, I think they have, they don't do. Yeah. At least they don't do hard copies. Right. Yeah, I, I used to get those copies. So I saw this on Nintendo Power. You're like, this is my Halo. And I'm like, this is my Halo. You <laughs> you cut people in half the cool way, which I would say is vertically. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can all agree on that. That's the most cool way to cut someone in half. Yeah, no, for sure. And then like blood spray, sprays everywhere. So I was like, I gotta get this. There's so much blood. And then and then when I got it, I was like. What a dream. <laughs> I was like, this is all like the crazy, insane sort of violent stuff that I sort of wanted. Sure, sure, sure. From just like and, the and shelter. And didn't exist Nintendo. anywhere else on the Wii. Yeah, especially for the Wii. I genuinely was like, this is like the kind of developer that like Suda51 is. It's just like. Kind of a troll. He's kind of a troll. And like, <laughs> he wanted that. I genuinely do think the motion controls are like the, probably the best execution of motion controls for the Wii. They weren't too involved because the Wii, sometimes the Wii kind of overstepped its bounds. Like, oh, you're like in virtual reality. Mm -hmm. And when in reality, if you pointed it like a little bit away from the sensor bar, Mm -hmm. it would just not work. Yeah, that was kind of with Twilight Princess. There were some struggles there. Yeah. Yeah, And and with Skyward uh, Sword. Whatever the other sword game was, Red Faction or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this one is super simple. Like, if you. It's like ups and it's like it's like directional right yeah so like so if you're gonna cut someone in half the cool way vertically you're just gonna move the wii controller down yeah so it feels like you're doing it Uh and like there's a little vibrate that Uh happens when you do it and it's very visceral like the screen just there's blood everywhere so i feel like it kind of makes you feel like you're doing the stuff but it's not like you're tired yeah there's like suplexes you do with Hmm. so you have the Wii controller and the nunchuck, the classic yeah. nun, the classic nunchuck. And your strap, you've yeah. you got your wrist strap, and you've got your Wii safety helmet. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have cleared all the expensive yeah. glass. You sell for, your couch. Yeah. You step away from your chandelier. <laughs> your priceless chandelier. And then, yeah, so you do like a suplex, and then with like both hands, you'd like raise them up, and then like for... I don't know wrestling moves. If you slam them down, yeah, you slam there, it yeah, down. Yeah, because there is some kind of wrestling-esque moves in the game. This game is a mashup of all sorts of <laughs> yeah, stuff. But so I think the one redemption, yeah, right. But like, I feel like the one of the most redeeming things about this game is the combat. Is just the fun nature of the combat, and I think like that is, I think what 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 really drew people to this game the most. It was like a fun kind of like we hack and slash thing. I mean, that's how I got into this game when I was a kid. Is similar, like. I wasn't like hunting down um, adult content because at this point my father got into console games. We had a bunch of those lying around, but someone was like, Hey, there's a game where you use a sword on the Wii and it actually is cool and doesn't totally suck. Right. Um, And that was enough for me to get it, to try it. And it was so fucking rad. Like the combat was every time anyone's ever pitched me on this game or talked to this game. The first thing is always the combat. Sure. Oh, that's interesting. Cause you know, the first thing I would always think about is this. I just remember the character so much and like the world that it creates. Mm -hmm. It's just such like wild. It's just like the most like crank up to 11. Like, let's just do crazy. Like as crazy as it could get. I mean, like the character of Travis Dutchdown is just like, he's just some jackass. I mean, he was based off Johnny Knoxville, so he's just some (laughs) jackass. I feel bad for Johnny Knoxville because this character is the worst. This guy's a... Oh, that was another... He's he's like a douchebag otaku and it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it's like if a shitty gamer was also somehow super good at killing people and really loved it. It's like super (laughs) fucked up. I always wondered like... About, I don't know if it's like a commentary, like if he's, I don't know if Suda51, the guy, 
um, is like smart enough. To, I don't know if he's like praising this lifestyle no. or if he's <laughs> condemning it because he he is really good. like he doesn't get punished at all. No, it feels completely removed from like point of view or perspective. It just is this like it's like the, one of the trashiest tones I've ever seen in a video game, and <laughs> That's like really good it blows it. my mind that it was on the Wii because it just like it is so, it is like. The things that he says, like, the, one of the first clips that I pulled up was, like, him, like, begging this woman to have sex with him. Yeah, uh, very. He calls every female character, like, a like a bitch or, or even worse words. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, he is, he's, uh, all, he's, he's not redeemable in any sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's such a it's such a uh, it's such a wild tone, and the story barely makes sense. Basically, it's just kind of like a kill all the guys before because they might kill you instead. Oh no the the right? whole the whole thing really is there's an, a league of assassins. Yeah. the top he get he like breaks into like rank eleven, mm-hmm. and it was like if you want to be the top assassin, you just have to kill them one by one to right. be number one. And he wants to be number one so he <laughs> could brag and yeah. get laid. Yeah, exactly. It's, so stupid um yeah like you said how over the top it is like one of the one of the mechanics of the game is your lightsaber runs out of charge mm-hmm. and how you do it is you basically just jerk off your Wii controller <laughs> and then in the in the game in the animation he's holding his lightsaber like his dick and just cranking it off it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like it's like so lewd and so rude uh very crude and crude <laughs> bad and it has a plenty of tood plenty but of tood. it's like it, they know what they're doing but they're doing it anyways and so i'm just like what it's, it's a game it's that's a so tone. precisely nails it's like bonkers gonzo aesthetic that it makes me think there's like like you're saying some kind of like bigger intellectual thing going on but then, like, you try to find it, and it's like, what even would that be in this yeah. fucking mess? Like, <laughs> That's why it's confusing, because you want to condemn it, but it also feels purposeful. It, it's, it's like it's not like they're doing it, like, in a... I don't know. It's just wild. It's weird. Like, they throw like, fuck into every sentence. Like, right, but for some reason, it doesn't feel as gross as it should, because it feels like, like a coherent aesthetic choice throughout the game in a way that doesn't, yeah. like, make it gross, which, which is yeah. weird. It's fucking... So strange. It's crazy that they can pull it off, especially, like we keep saying, but especially on the fucking Wii. Like, the fact that this is, like, next, like, Mario Sunshine or whatever is, like, truly bananas. I can't I can't think of any other Wii game that drops the F-bomb and, and, and like, has, like, overt sex, sexual, like, conduct, like... <laughs> Oh, you know what? I had Scarface. For, the world is yours for the week. Yeah. I was so thirsty for rated M content. I was like, this is the closest I'll get to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you keep on trying to just find Grand Theft Auto. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I had my, The two closest things I got to Grand Theft Auto before I got an Xbox 360. Because I, I eventually, I have read that. I eventually was like, you can have other systems. <laughs> I, I The closest I got to Grand Theft Auto simulated was I had Scarface, The World is Yours, and I had Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, well, I mean, Simpsons Hit and Sim- Run is the true, yeah. true. <laughs> it's the true, true. So if those, if only Scarface, The World is Yours, and Simpsons Hit and Run came, because you can't shoot anybody in the Simpsons game. But you can run people over. You can run people you over. You can hit and you can run, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this, yeah, this game... Oh boy! I mean, it's I it's also uses the Wii in a lot of creative ways. Like you guys saw, like the cutscenes, right? Oh yeah. yeah. There's before every boss battle, the your handler, like your sort of your manager, who like sets up these fights, she calls you on the phone, right? 
And the Wii controller had a speaker mm-hmm. in the controller. That would speak through the controller. And then, yeah, when she would call you, the dialogue would come out of the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, the Wii controller. And that's, like, those kind of things are so cool. That's what I struggle with with this game, is that it's so bursting with ideas. And, like, at times, it makes me laugh. And then other times, it just gives me the biggest douche chills. And I'm just, like, so shocked that, like, this pa- it's, like, a very complicated package. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the... The the game's like super unpredictable. Is <laughs> is why I kind of like I go back to it or I su- I like I fell in love with it the first time because the boss battles there's no really coherent theme to any of the bosses. Like I wrote like I took notes because I'm a damn nerd. Yeah. I wrote like the first boss you fight is like this old man who has like a uh a like a sword as big as like cloud sword whatever that uh-huh. cloud sword he is called. Like bu- he has like a Buster sword. He has a yeah. Buster sword nice. and then and then the nice next friend. boss is a private detective cowboy with two guns who yeah. like has a weird strange relationship with his daughter that he like offhandly mentions right I, it's fun it is it does have that sort of kill bill like all these different shades of assassins kind of fun thing to yeah, it I mean, that's always a fun look it reminded me a little bit in that way of those old mercenary games remember those mercenaries those games where you played as like dudes in like a war zone and you had to kill your way up the like rankings oh, no. of like various no, militias Oh, those games huh. were like there was like open world where they just dropped you in a war zone. They'd be like, you have to kill all the hearts. And like, so you start the two of hearts and get to the ace of hearts where all like different members of like this crime organization or whatever. And it mm-hmm. had that kind of vibe where it's like bouncing around and like you have some open worldness, but also your main thing is just like keep hunting and killing these people off. Mm-hmm. Except this version is like one thing that works about this weird aesthetic is like it's functionally a game where you're a murderer doing murders and everyone's just murdering everyone. And, like, at least everything being crazy heightened and cranked to 11, that feels more natural than it does in, like, a realistic-esque game, you know? Right. Like, that almost, doesn't feel as intrusive to just murder everyone. Yeah, it almost feels like, I mean, there's thought into it, because the title is No More Heroes, and mm-hmm. everyone's, like, a bad person in this game. Yeah. For, like, one way or another. That definitely, like, helps, like, get into the blood and violence more. Yeah. Just, like, slicing of idiots. I, I'm so glad that I didn't. I, I could have so, there's a there's a parallel dimension where I'm, I am Travis Touchdown, where I'm, because because I looked at my room the other day, and I was like, <laughs> our room, my room looks exactly like his room. Like, Why I have, I wearing like, these yellow sunglasses? Yeah, and just, like, leather jackets and <laughs> have a lightsaber under my bed. Like, <laughs> I have, like, a bunch of toys, and I play video games. <laughs> I fucks with anime sometimes. I love like like all the shit that he likes but i i maybe like because yeah he is like a nerd but like he acts like a crazed like sexed up psychopath well he's like a nerd who like is proud of like liking all the shit and thinks that the values those characters have are like good values to have and i think that like good nerds think that and or bad nerds think that and good nerds are like i get that like you know the creepy sex creep in this anime who's ostensibly the hero is not a great dude. And I don't have to be like that guy, but Travis yeah, touchdowns right. on those people who's like, I want to be like that guy, the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think what the game does well is like, it takes like his psychopathness and like the game, when the game's at its best, it's when they smush his psychoness against just another type of psycho. And they're just like going at it. Like some of these bosses, there's this boss that, uh, you meet her as she is like murdering people on a conveyor belt she oh, has a yeah. bat and they're like one by one like being lowered down a conveyor belt for her to just like not crack their heads off yeah they're also they just, like, fall down a shoe they're also like gimps, gimps. they're yeah. shirtless and they have gimp masks yeah. <laughs> and then she's yeah she's just 
killing these gimps on a conveyor belt. But then the part is <laughs> just bad shit. And, what and she's, she's, dressed, she's dressed as a ballerina too. Just what a fucking sentence that is. Yeah. She's dressed as a ballerina and she, this yeah. is what I like about the world building. She lives under the baseball stadium where you fought the cowboy guy. Right. So you're just thinking like, oh, she was just here the whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the thing, yeah, like you said, they clat, like they put the two psychopaths together. Travis Touchdown's like, you're a fucking lunatic. And he was yeah. like, we're the same person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, he is nothing. Yeah. Like, Ev- everyone's the worst. Yeah. Everyone is so, truly the but worst. Like, so is there like, uh, maybe Lux can help us on the philosophical side of this, but like no more heroes, like this idea that just like everyone is a garbage person. It, does that fulfill any type of philosophy? Or is there like something, a comment on the pop culture stuff? Like is like pop culture turns us into these like, Monsters, Monsters basically. Well, I think Maybe that's the goal. Yeah, it's sort of like what I was getting at. I think this idea that like there's a gap that like good pop culture watchers have that is I can appreciate this thing without thinking it's like an important ethical statement about the way I should be. And there's a lot of bad pop culture watchers who are like, oh, Walter White, he's cool and also good. Oh, you know? yeah. Like the Scarface poster effect. Yeah, it's like exactly. You, you, like, you know, he died at the end of that, right? Like right. He, he got shot in his own house <laughs> he like killed a lot of people and did a lot of bad things like he's not like a dude to emulate but people like lose that gap and i think this it's game like is the about, same like, thing with walter white and breaking bad yeah. like so many people thought he was like like in the show even kind of made him at the end like seem just like a cool badass riding off into the sunset right exactly and i think this game is like criticizing that idea like that it's like Maybe. this is the worst. <laughs> like this kind of guy is the worst version of the people who can't tell the difference between like enjoying an antihero and wanting to be that guy. Mm, yeah, the, the game like t- takes pleasure in, in like in like just diving into the trash, into the garbage. I think. Yeah, like, it's like making it's, the worst gamer. Like it made the hero of the game like the worst version of a gamer person. Yeah, and that's like it's interesting. It's like it's, he, he like the creator definitely is very purposeful with all this horrible ass shit. Yeah, and he's um, being like, very confrontational because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's the same way that like the end of Danganronpa three spoilers. What? Well, oh don't god! Hear, yeah, okay, I, I, don't hear I just okay, finished Danganronpa we'll Danganronpa one. Danganronpa three, <laughs> we'll talk about Danganronpa three another time. Jake Griffin plays it, but so, so I just say this idea is similar to the end of that. But the, what yeah. the game is doing is like, yeah, like making you like realize that like this this medium has like weird implications that like you're participating in and like somewhat complicit in, which is like a yeah. cool a cool and weird thing to say. Uh, it just yeah, sometimes says it in a way that makes me uncomfortable too because I don't want to have to pretend to be that guy. It was weird. I think it was like one of the first like this game like sort of broke so many rules like that I thought games could be like I don't like to this point I feel like I never played a game where like oh I'm a bad guy just pl- blatantly a bad guy. Yeah. Which yeah. was And this game does force you into that for sure in a way that is like a really good challenge like what we expect video games to do. Um, which is always fun. I really like when video games challenge those expectations. Um, yeah, the other thing is it's a it's it's it is a funny game. Like it made me laugh at times, and the art, the cel shaded art, is really cool. I think. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but like every or not every, but like so many hyper violent games just go into cel shading, and it totally works. Like mm-hmm. this game, Borderlands, uh, Cell Damage, all those games use cel shading for this, and it like always like work so much better for these like hyper violent games and like a regular Sly Cooper <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah I'd rather die for Sly Cooper yeah Sly Cooper the most of those the most ultra violent of games yeah <laughs> that's you know that's what I like the, like as it's pretty heinous and like the it's like so rude and crude and or whatever like I'm not really that guy I do appreciate this like how it looks like I mm-hmm. think I gravitate more towards like 
that kind of like stylistic choices than like a game that's like like a call of duty like you know it's we were talking about earlier red like with red dead like mm-hmm. this is real life and i was yeah. like why would i if i wanted to do real life i'll just go outside mm-hmm. sort of thing like i'd rather just see if the you're if if you can make things super colorful and make all the do stuff you can't do in real life you might as well take advantage of it and i feel like this game does that to like a thousand percent i definitely yeah, like big going time back agree. to like a, like earlier in the conversation like i feel like people gravitate and especially as a kid you probably gravitated towards like the combat and like the funness of, of 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 like all that stuff and now like i think as an adult like the game is still enjoyable but like like I, like combat wise but like you can kind of enjoy it ironically all the other stuff yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, but uh, we have to uh, get to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with our final thoughts. For as long as we've existed, humans have been hunter-gatherers, but we've forgotten all about the hunting. Think about it. It's Sunday. You're with your bros watching football, and you're eating chicken wings. Chicken? The lamest, weakest bird. Why don't you get some real wings? Hunt an eagle. Hunt a condor. That's right. Come down to the aviary, the rare bird wing spot, and watch the game with us. Have the wings of any kind of bird, a phoenix, an egret, an ibis, all for you, even the wings of a griffin. Kill a flamingo with your bare fucking hands. And put it in our deep fryer and enjoy the game with 50% off brews on game time on Sundays. Come down to the aviary and enjoy this weekend. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. I am still Lux, your host, your host is still Griffin Davis, and your guest is still Brian and Siong. We are still talking about No More Heroes. Now it's that part of the show where we rate that game, boys. Brian, here's how it works. Uh, we're going to rate this game on a scale from one to five joysticks, five being the best, one being the worst, and to give a little bit of your reasoning about your sort of final thoughts and why you give it that rating. And because you are our guest, common courtesy dictates you go first, so please take it away. Oh, boy. Uh, a rating. Let's see. I would give this... Hmm. I wonder if I should... I'll give the number and then my reasoning. Yeah. Uh, I would say four and a half out of five. It's out of five. Yes. I would say style-wise, it's very good. Writing-wise, it's like over-the-top and bonkers and insane and fun. I'll knock off that point five. There is an open-world aspect to this game that is like wonky as hell and super unnecessary it does get also a bit repetitive like the, the combat will get repetitive they try to spice it up sometimes by like changing like some they do like little mini games within the combat if there's one segment where you just do a bullet hell instead of doing the usual fight 50 guys get to the boss yeah. but it'll still get repetitive yeah uh, but best, I would say, one of the best uses of motion controls for the Wii as Definitely. well. Yeah, big time. Worth merit. Oh, there's a fly on my face. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, four out of five. <laughs> four and a half out of five. Uh, four and a half out of five. The flies will fuck That's it up, it. man. Four to five, solid score. Solid score, you know. Uh, it's a game that you have a, a, a an old, deep relationship with. Uh, but you did, you know, you were strong enough to to rate it maturely. To knock it down. To knock it down to a four to five, and I respect that. Uh, final thoughts for me. I'll go next, Lux. Um, uh, I I really like parts about this game, and I really don't like parts about this game. Mainly just the cutscenes and like the jokes. Like I get if there is some like bigger point he's the creator's going for, like that's totally valid. It's just not my personal like cup of tea of like the kind of world I want to exist in. Like 
a long time. Sure. <laughs> I think it has like, uh, it's like they try to do the open world sandbox thing, but the driving is kind of lame and the open world stuff is kind of like bland and like kind of empty feeling. Um, uh, but they have like inventive boss fights, really weird style and tone. Uh, and I just love the way that it kind of just exists as this brute, ugly little bully in the corner of like the Wii universe. Like, uh, like this just yeah, kind of like well snot-nosed, like punk that's just like like spraying like a tag in a wall and like the Nintendo Wii page with all the little me's. Like, I, I just like that uh, it's such a weird thing to exist in that platform. And for that, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think I mostly I I really like a lot of this game. I like the motion control stuff. I like the style. I like the like over the top satirically weirdness of it. Although I think I kind of agree with Griffin that sometimes it goes too far for me to like love it hundred percent all the time. Um, the things that bother me are kind of the reputation. Like you said, Brian and also sort of Griffin got to like the open world stuff also is kind of annoying. Cause there's only really three useful places to go. So like you have all this like driving around looking at stuff, but there's only really like three actions of consequence you can take in sort of the downtime. Like you can go train with the wrestler guy or like go buy sword upgrades from that other guy or whatever. And it just like, doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't fill that time in a great way. So I'm actually also going to give this a four out of five. I think, I think it's really fun. It's really good, but I just don't think they do. If you're going to make this, like you live in this fucked up world and you're experiencing all how fucked up it is. Things need to like work right. And not everything about the game works right. So it doesn't yeah. really quite have the immersion factor. I think it needs. Um, but that brings us to the end of the rating section, which means we're talking oh, solid ass game. Yes. I like, I want to get a Wii now and like play it the, <laughs> the, the right way. The true way. The true way. Yeah. Well, we can make that happen one day, maybe, if we ever get a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon goal, 100 subscribers so Griffin can buy a Wii. Um, no, so that brings us on to everyone's favorite segment, Made in Taliata Segments. That's right, it's time for the segment segment. But this week, we only have one segment in the segment segment. That's just going to be my segment, the one that we do every week, where we play a quick game of <laughs> Do They Eat Ass? This is the game where I pick three video game characters, and you guys discuss and decide whether it is through collaborative conversation or confrontational conflict whether or not this character eats ass and today's theme is nerds from video games because Tara's touchdown is fundamentally at base a nerd <laughs> yeah so we've got and i had to get pretty flexible with nerd because the thing about nerds in video games is most of them are children um yeah so i had to do a little bit of flexing or messing around with the word but you can say we'll Lucas. start with Everyone's favorite bespectacled first-person shooter. It's Gordon Freeman. Does Gordon Freeman from Half-Life eat ass? Ooh, does Gordon, Gordon Freeman? Gordon Freeman. Eat now, ass. Uh, it's funny because we've mentioned Gordon Freeman on this podcast before. Yes, he was in a puzzle, one of your riddles. And uh, didn't we talk about him eating ass? I mean, I am on the podcast, so it's like not unlikely that we. Can <laughs> that let it I mean, I think it's a hard. It. Yes, he's got a goatee. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's like a bib right? for um yeah, yeah, it's your bib. <laughs> that checks out. Okay, we went like, before. Mm. Well, we won't do it again, that's for sure. Um yeah. and now that's a consensus. I also agree. He has a goatee. Um <laughs> and so he probably eats ass. Next on our list is Cortana from Halo. Does Cortana, the digital program, eat ass? I understand the physics involved are dubious, but I've assumed that they're not. Cortana, Doesn't she live in your ass? She lives in a computer in your brain or something, right? But she's she's also tiny, right? And sometimes she's big. She's like little, right? Is she in your pocket? She changes size. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Sometimes she's tiny, sometimes she can be bigger. Here, here's the criteria for me for eating ass, I think, if a character eats ass. I thought of, I listened to the podcast for it. I feel like you either have to be 
you got to you got to first and foremost, you got to be nasty. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's but, a big one. But I think this is a huge factor. You got to be kind. I think it's a kind gesture to eat someone's ass. I Absolutely. Feel like, at least from a personal perspective, I don't feel like I get much from it, um, except for my partner's enjoyment. Are mm-hmm. they enjoying this? Mm-hmm. Being said, having that said, I don't think Cartana is that nasty. However, very helpful. She very is helpful, kind. but she grew to be less helpful as the series went on. And she <laughs> did start to make it all about her. And so, I don't know. For me, it's a no. Yeah, mm. I, th- I think I agree with Griffin. If we go with Cortana, the deepest into the timeline, it's probably a no after she goes like very crazy. Yeah, she after she becomes like an aged warrior, she doesn't have time. Yeah, it's no longer on the menu. For, to pardon mm. the pun, I guess as a computer system, I don't. I, I, if I was like a computer lo- and thinking logically, there just doesn't seem a logic. Yeah, yeah, they would to like eating yeah. ass. They'd mm-hmm. be like, "What do you have to gain?" From this, really. Yeah. How is this going to stop the flood? <laughs> oh, it could. If anything, it could it's stop the start flood. the flood, am I right? Nice. Um, and last, That was the joke I was trying to make, but then I think you took it across the finish line. Hey, look, we're a team. You throw the alley and I'll freak the oop, baby. Um, all right. Number three is uh, Star Fox's least good sidekick, Slippy. Does Slippy eat ass? Slippy will do. Uh, that's probably how he got on the team. <laughs> 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 Damn, 360 no scope, fully accurate. Yeah, Slippy can't drive. He can't drive. He can't fly an R wing. Yeah, doesn't he can't fly? Can't drive. Can't shoot. Yeah, that's that's most definitely his bread and butter. He's got that tongue, right? As right. a toad, he's a frog. Yeah. All right, for sure, Slippy eats ass. So Gordon eats ass. Cortana does not. Slippy does. That's been do they eat ass? And that's also means that's been our show for this week. Brian, where can the people who want to find more of you? Because I know they certainly will. Oh, okay. Uh, I could. I'm at Brian Inseong at. Basically everything, Facebook, Twitter, well, not Facebook, I'm just my name at t- Facebook. I'm screwing up my plugs. Uh, no, <laughs> and it's, you doxed, uh, it, doxed yourself. It's at Brian Inseong at Twitter and Instagram. You can also see Patsy Comedy every first Sunday at the Pack Theater if you're in L.A. If you're not in L.A., why don't you drive on down? No, you could go on YouTube. We're on YouTube. And uh, Hunter Edwards mentioned this on the Metal Gear Solid podcast. We are going to have in theory, a horror movie podcast coming out at some point in the future. Just check my Twitter. I'll probably post about it. If you want to hear me and Hunter Edwards and Heidi Van Valkenburg talk about horror movies, that'll in theory could be in development hell. <laughs> Hard to say. Just follow, just check that Twitter. Check, uh, out, that, check out that show for Friends of the Pod. For it, sure. it may release with day one patches, but I'll be your first subscriber no matter what. Oh. Yeah, you can count on us for sure. Griffman. Uh, you? Yeah, you can find us at Game Boys Pod or the Griffin Davis on Instagram and Twitter. The Griffin Davis. <laughs> I've changed my my handle like eight times this week, and I'm actively exploring. That's cool. Yeah. No, I'm with that for sure. Um, you can find me on the PlayStation Network at also, if, you are, if you are at Griffin Davis, go fuck yourself. Yeah, get off my boys. I name. wish you a swift death. Um, yeah, so you can find me on the PlayStation Network at Salamir Z. Um, until, I get it, <laughs> until I get it back to being my name. It's like um, a Mar-Z is the name of everything now. Yeah, it's like a Final I, Fantasy boss yeah. just took over your anyone, any, any last name that just is a Z? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, truly Final Fantasy-esque for sure. But no, you can find the videos at Wisecrack. You can find the other two podcasts, Respect Our Thorita and The Burrito on iTunes. But mostly, remember to... Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, like Griffin said, and to go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. 
and they, and maybe we'll do something cool with those that we'll think of a cool segment to do with them. I don't know. Um, but until then, just do it out of the goodness of your heart. We really appreciate it and helps other people find the show. And don't you want more people to listen to the show so you can talk to your friends about it? That's what everyone wants to talk to their friends about podcasts. Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. I'm your host. My name is Lux. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Brian and Siong. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morden. And your art is by Brittany Metz. Thank you very much, Internet. We love you very much. I'm going to do the voice of the character for this last one. So don't get mad at me. No more heroes, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> so raw. <laughs>